Hello and welcome to Too Rash, Too Unadvised, Definitely Something, Perhaps the Stars. My name is Liam Nolan. Mine's Wero Karyuki. And I'm with a Martyr Complex. And today we're discussing Chapter 30. If you want to send any questions, come be on the show. Please feel free to reach us to us to us at gmail.com. This is the number two on my check-in message. Please please all support us more importantly on our Patreon. With that out of the way, and many thanks to our Lord and our Savior. Peace. An immortal tyrant. Well, of course, kill. Let's get on with the show. Every podcast should start with a promise to make war. Like, if I'm listening to, you know, someone's baking show, it should open up with, and we will destroy the peace of this world. (laughs) Speaking of which, we've got peace in the world again. Do we? I feel like another shoe must be dropping. A shoe named Casimir Perry, but again. But he's dead. I I simply don't believe you. Uh, You can say those words, and I can't stop you, but no part of me thinks Casimir Perry isn't alive and waiting to come back in the last chapter. I will say, and this is something to be aware of as you plan for the next episode, the next chapter is the longest chapter in this entire series by a substantial one. Oh, thank God. Okay. Perfect. It is so long. Such good news. Thank Here's God. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a double chapter. If, we're just going to do it twice. Like, like, I don't uh, think we'll 17. need to do it twice. Well, okay. We'll I think this is going to be a full day. <laughs> the last chapter isn't the last chapter. Is it not? I think the, is the last the chapter next chapter is the last, last chapter. chapter. next chapter is the yeah. last chapter? Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. So, yeah. this Here's is the penultimate chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, from time of recording, so... Maybe if we can get this one out early, it would be good for people's schedules. We'll mention this on on the Discord as well. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, uh, let's say 12 Eastern, if that mm-hmm. seems fair, we're going to start the podcast. We're going to stream this one so it will be live. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to come and talk about something during that episode, we will just have a revolving door of guests all day Uh to maximize the number of guests that come on the last Do we need thing. someone to, like, so manage we'll put, the guests? I, You know, I bet people can... I bet we can make that work, mostly. So I guess we'll um, just put the... We'll also send out the Discord invite. Yeah, we yeah, should okay. put that in there. Yeah. Uh, we should put a link to the, the Twitch channel, probably, because they'll keep it back up for us. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just... We'll have one... Genuinely, my good guess is this will probably take us six hours. Yeah. But it then took, we can have everyone on. It took 17 six hours um, to, to drill down into all the different bits. And we'll want to drill down. That was the chapter Seven Surrenders. Or, no, that was uh, this part. Never mind. Seven that Surrenders should have taken hours. three hours. Uh, two episodes of three hours each. We ended up doing it late at night, and then ended up doing four hours. Um, that's, the one I, that's the episode I most regret. Uh, we The, the guest was wonderful. Um it wasn't the guest, but like we just, it, it was like our, our on our end. We had like bad audio. We had like bad timing. We, it was not good. That's a shame. But yeah, uh, 
next week. Be on the lookout for Twitch links uh, on Discord and in the podcast liner notes. So you can come be on the show as part of the big end of book palooza for this massive, massive chapter. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Uh, and and please, Christ, someone show up to justify the amount of time I've put into figuring out a way to make this work. Uh, People will show up. You know, I just genuinely don't know. Uh, I feel like this least... one feels like a good idea to me. And the last time I had a thought about live internet content, it was wrong. And Your then thought about thought, live internet content was silently reading a book to yourself. Yeah, and it it worked so well. We we got the largest single listenership bump we've ever had doing that. Yeah, yeah it was. It's it's for you. That's <laughs> that's why we did it again, but didn't tell anyone. That part was a mistake. Uh, so we did it a third time but now time it didn't work now we're gonna do i've signed up for doing it again with this book i have to read this book live um yeah yeah. it's what people are into watching other people have fun this is exactly what you all wanted and we're providing that service Mm -hmm. so uh, that out of the way Peace. Nothing I predicted happened. <laughs> Not even the snakes. Not the snakes. The thing I was most secure about was Jim. I thought for sure, right? They've set this up. Uh, we set up the conflict between the Gordian and the Set Set. Set Set is actually pretty good at their job, and the Gordians unnecessarily, you know, dismissive of them and can not think about things they haven't controlled. And they had Jun and Ingolstadt, but it turns out nobody is in Ingolstadt that all in Geneva. Well, presumably there's some people in Ingolstadt, but the Brillist compound that actually matters, it turns out, is actually in Geneva. Switzerland, surrounded by a bunch of mountains that would be really hard to go attack, except by the air, and the air is blocked off by all the cars. So, they're... Uh, it's hard to get to, unless you, like, ride a secret ghost train through the Alps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, like, I do want to, to penetrate object. walls of Troy. So, like, they're in the Flauschen Mountain, but I want to object that, of all Swiss cities, Geneva is the one that's easiest to invade. Okay. Well, that's get where I'm... they've got uh, the nice university campus. Mm-hmm. The the Jung Rauschenbach complex, uh, named for Emma Jung Rauschenbach, uh, the psychologist, analyst, and wife of the uh, somewhat more famous Carl Jung. Oh, okay. You know, at the risk of 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 going on a complete tangent immediately. Go on. We were made a promise. In book one. And that promise was that everyone alive knows the name of the patriarch. And I gotta tell you, now that we've made it through to book four, I think Mycroft might have been lying to us because very few people care about philosophers. Uh, more than you would expect, Noah Voltaire, but like... Yeah, my I mean, so just a lot lying. of people are named after various philosophical figures. So clearly, the importance of philosophy exists in like the 
public consciousness of this world, whether or not people are constantly talking about philosophy. Like, Occam uh, is a name of one of our characters. Dominic, Martin, um, Carlisle. Like, the names are relevant. Yeah, and that really helped set up the premise that there was going to be a lot of, like, a culture that... that, that but, but as soon as you hit 9A who I think is probably a better view into your average person, because he started not particularly poisoned by by being too close to Jehovah. 9A idolizes Voltaire. Um, and he loves doing philosophy. What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, what I'm talking about is that it doesn't seem like people spend a huge amount of time talking about philosophy a lot of the time. And Mycroft makes it sound like they are. But, you know, in 9A's narration, it never comes up. Comes up when it comes he... up repeatedly. When, when every time he talk, he starts thinking about like his legacy as a uh, their legacy as a as an anonymous. They think about it in terms of Cicero and Voltaire. I gotta tell you, that just I can't I cannot give you credit for that. It's literally their job. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're an essayist on philosophy. Well, yeah. So of course it comes up, right? Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Pick somebody else. Pick the other people in the nation. Often when 9A talks to people, uh, and it's not necessarily about philosophy, I don't remember any conversation particular between... It's very difficult to pick somebody else, because we don't get a lot of narration from other people. Sniper, alright, Sniper. Yeah, that's fair. Sniper talks a bit about philosophy, about... Um, but markedly less than Not necessarily prominent philosophers, but, you know, the worth of dying and killing for things that you believe in, uh who you would fight to protect things along those lines, like revolution, war, assassination. Like, it's all philosophical in nature. At a certain point, everything is philosophical in nature. If you keep clicking on links on Wikipedia, the first thing on every page, you get to philosophy. So I think it's as a uh, empirical proof that everything is actually subsumed by them the, under the academic branch of philosophy. Uh, I, yeah, I guess if we define it that broadly. Um, but now that we're at the end, right, we're not going to discover that Mycroft hasn't been living in a bubble at this point. <laughs> and I really think he was. I mean, yeah, a bit. He's pretty bubbled. He doesn't even know how to read sets. That's not that bubbled. <laughs> Most people don't know how to read sets. You'd think he would, though. Yeah, fair. Although, I did really like in la in the previous chapter how Mycroft is almost at as good as reading facial expressions as a realist. Mm -hmm. He's just that half amount short, uh, shy of where he needs to be to be on an even playing field. Did you put in the extra time? We get some hints in this chapter that Mycroft still has been losing information. Like, at one point he says he's not sure... He suggests he doesn't know why he knows how to keep a sword on someone's throat, and I refuse to believe Mycroft Canner didn't spend weeks practicing exactly that to do dramatic standoffs. I mean, what kind of sword, right? Like, he might have done it with a katana, but not with whatever the hell Excalibur is supposed to be, which is, I assume, a long sword. It must be. Uh, the famous image of Excalibur, the one that would be a toy would be a longsword. Yeah. But you know what? Or like maybe They're a hand pretty hand. similar. <laughs> I realize I'm courting danger by saying this on the internet, <laughs> but they're 
They're not that different, actually. <laughs> uh, so we get a discussion about the feeling of Peacefall when mm-hmm. suddenly the will to battle breaks. When the people are no longer willing to fight and kill. When there's no longer a need for the same suspicion, wariness, distrust of everything. But you then start to distrust the moment of peace itself. Um, which is fun. Uh, and of course, invokes, and will be invoked repeatedly, the dangers of thinking you've won for both sides. Like, the danger of victory leading to this rush uh, and atrocity that follows from that rush. And the comparison is the fall of Troy itself. Mm-hmm. Where the battle's won, the war's over, and you start taking prisoners, assaulting people, destroying the temples and the idols, and murdering people who are no threat to you, killing children, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Stuff that this whole chapter is playing with by not doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the danger of you think you finally won, but then there's a secret final blow that destroys everything, which is also what's happening here. Like, the Gordians thought they'd won... (laughs) They'd even planned around Mycroft doing a Trojan horse maneuver, but simply did not have the correct way to plan around that and have now lost. Yeah. Which also is great. (laughs) We get what might be my favorite conversation with Faust, um, which is saying a lot because Faust, despite all the war crimes has spent a lot of this series being pretty spectacular where yep. he says no i surrender for real this time you can trust me and uh just feels like that will work could you maybe still give us the three-fifths of the relics love Fa- faust is maybe really dumb. always just ask uh and you know what with jehovah it's a pretty good it's a pretty good uh chance you would get it but um you know. Yeah, you know, always be closing and all that. Always be closing. Even gets to the point where he's like, I'm good at knowing when to surrender. Uh, not as good as you, maybe, but I'm so good at it. I know to surrender right now and never try anything else. And his faith that he will be trusted is, is a lot of fun. But also, there's an interesting, cute, very clever snuck in reference to of all things Thomas Hobbes <laughs> which you wouldn't think you'd be able to sneak in at this point because of all the overt descriptive times that the Thomas Hobbes has shown up but when Faust surrenders he is put at sword point and made to agree to things and with the assumption that the deal he makes while someone is threatening his life actually counts and is binding, which is the fundamental principle on which Thomas Hobbes thinks the state is built, mm-hmm. that a contract made at the point of a sword is still binding. Oaths then still count. Like, that's the entire premise by which sovereignty operates. He does talk about that a lot. I'm not sure that I'm... I, I don't know that I buy that this is a reference to that. But also, like, since Hobbes is talking about the state of war of humanity... Ultimately, any surrender, any peace deal that is made operates on approximately this principle. Like, 
it's not a deal you hammer out in the boardroom, even if it's a deal you hammer out in the boardroom later. It's stop fighting. This is the new term that operates and governs your life. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that it's a very Hobbesy thing that we have happening right now. I mean, right up there with, oh, hang on. Was anyone ever on a ship and forced to throw things overboard? <laughs> I think they were. Yeah. Mycroft did it. How did we miss that? Uh, uh, I like the... So we, we get an initial track connection alert um, where we get like some details about how the world is reconnecting. Um, yeah. But then we leave With the so land. much disability access. There's a lot of disability access. Um, and we only really see it. I think we see it only in extremists because, like, it implies that like people just haven't had that for the war. Um. Uh. But it also, we, Eureka doesn't use capital letters in official documentation either. I don't think Eureka really cares at this point. Um. Well. It turns out they're still going to like slow roll the reconnection of the world because they don't want there to be like everyone to learn about the random war crimes Hive X did and then go kill a bunch of people of Hive X. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that Faust says repeatedly through this chapter is like, no, no, uh, let us help out. We're going to keep jamming this, 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 and this so that the chaos afterwards is managed and people don't kill each other like even as the war is wrapping up they're still trying to keep casualties to a minimum Mm -hmm. and like plan and scheme how to do that Mm -hmm. through the proper dissemination of information so can we which also involves attempt attempting to pin everything on perry again (laughs) yeah they they try um you know what mycroft says when they try and pin everything on perry again you're used to a Caesar who can lie. Which is interesting, because you know what? If this is the fall of Troy, and it very obviously is, mm-hmm. Mycroft is Odysseus, Faust is Priam, but you know what that makes Jed? It makes him Sinon. The Sinon? Greek cap, the guy that they leave on the beach before Troy, that the Trojans capture and go, what the hell? And Sinon gives this extended discussion about why the horse is here, why he was left behind. Oh, I'm a human sacrifice to give to the gods, because as they had to set out for Troy, as they as they flee and return home, they have to, sa- they have to sacrifice another one, and they left me out here. Uh, if you take this statue into your city, uh, you will be invincible, and they will never be able to return and conquer you, etc. Uh, that's Sinon. In the Divine Comedy, he is the biggest liar in the Circle of Hell and tortured forever for being the arch-liar of all liars. That's the role that Jehovah Mason is in. The guy who physically can't lie. Oh, that's not great, right? That, that has some bad implications, actually. Um, no, nah, I'm sure it's fine. I, 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 I don't want to get stuck one... playing the game of the entire book was propaganda. <laughs> But the fun thing is, like, then there's the whole conversation of, no, only Mycroft lied. No, the transitive property of morality does not apply if you repeat someone else's lie. 
because you believe them. And, like, it's such a good strategy. Like, the Gordians are expecting, you know, a Trojan horse maneuver. They're expecting a sign-on, and then they go, oh, well, J.E.D.D. Mason said it. Well, obviously we can trust that. Yeah. It was a brilliant plan. That's actually the smartest part of the whole plan, I think. Yeah, it was it was good. We get it's such a short chapter. I'm not that worried about jumping around like this. Um, mm-hmm. We also get that Jehovah has been in mourning this whole time, which feels like a slap in the face at this point. It was what? so clear. It was mentioned repeatedly. That he yeah, wears we, all we black. knew that about the the ants. He he's mourning the ants that he accidentally crushed, Weren't and all the people who have ever died, like repeatedly uh, and clearly that he wore black specifically because it was the opposite of this universe's stuff that's what am i, am I said uh and then we learn later it's actually the ant and it's a morning garb and morning for all humanity like everything that dies well maybe i should read these books better when did we get this uh book two book three book two is the ants Okay. Huh. Also, we get... (laughs) Speaking of gods, we get Hermes! We get Hermes. Hermes is the tracker system, which means, I guess, that the the Oniwaban sets are descendants of Hermes, or, like, representatives of Hermes, which is fun. Well, Hermes is the connection, commerce, Mm -hmm. thievery, uh, the union and ability to communicate between all people. Mm-hmm. Now, I said earlier in our Odyssey chapter uh, that in a lot of ways, Hermes and Gordian are tied together in the same way that Apollo and the Utopians are tied together. Mm-hmm. So now, as this war is brought to a conclusion, as the Gordians are made to yield and give up all of the things that they've had and come back into the fold to work with everybody else now hermes is part of the rotation of gods again and we get all of the nice things and great things and good things about hermes where he's the kindest of all and if you compare that to gordian trying to keep the number of deaths to an absolute minimum to avoid anything to try and make this war not bad to try and maximize uh future stuff and minimize hardship of going out the way apollo does you get more and more of that whole hermes thing in different dimensions i do want to talk about how many deaths there are there are it turns out oh no we got to go we got to save that for the end i'm gonna go on for fucking ever no i i have a thing before you because i know you'll go on forever but i have a specific analysis to to make before you go on forever Um, all right well before both of those things we get some really good news uh sort of tucked away in regular old exposition which is that mycroft suggests that as of January 22nd, he thinks this will be a history of how the two paths rooted together in harmony. Mm-hmm. And how they collaborated and worked together and... yeah. Which yeah. suggests the Utopians stopped being morons and decided to travel space as immortals. Which is obviously better. They, they weren't against immortality. Uh, they were afraid of the effect immortality would have on their ability to get people to go to space. Um, and I figure, like, at this late stage, they realize we can do it. 
in like three to ten years. Let's just do it and like go to space then. Yeah. No. Absolutely. We have come around to the obvious good version of this plan. Yeah. Thumbs up, Utopia. It did take I'm glad military I don't action to force the Guardians into this, which is like fucking bizarre. You should have just given up, Faust, way earlier. You had everything you wanted. So, here's the thing. If you want to look at Priam, <laughs> Priam should have found a way to get the Greeks to go home way earlier. Cut deals, and there were repeated efforts to do so that the gods interfered with. Uh, so... What god is interfering with Priam? We uh, almost said Faust was Priam, too. In our, in our which characters are which episode, we almost said the gods are Priam. That Priam was Faust. Simply because they're... On the basis of he's an old man? Because he's an old guy. Yeah. 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 It was him or Papa. <laughs> it was him or Papa. I mean, it wasn't Papa. That's so good. Like... That's good. I like that. Uh, on the subject of characters from the Iliad, uh, we see Faust staring at APM's uh, brain on the screen. <laughs> that is, for the record, Achilles Pelides Mojave. Uh, Pelides is the patronymic uh, uh, son of Peleus mm-hmm. uh, used for Achilles. So, you know, Achilles Pelides is what he's called frequently in the Iliad. So they make that his middle name so he can have the Mojave last name here. Uh, apparently they have some kind of droplet technology that is more advanced than wires for the neural interface between man and machine. I got mm-hmm. no idea what that's supposed to be. I don't know. Um, I think it's supposed to... Because, like, aren't there issues with um, using wires where, like, uh, brain tissue will just, like, Glial scour? cell buildup, yeah. 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 So, we've actually seen this in Gundam Seed. The gourd seeds inside Achilles' brain, when they fall down before he goes all murdery, do fall into a puddle of water, and I presume that is the droplet they're referring to. Of course. Yes. Um, Man, I have not watched enough anime. And I've watched a good amount of anime. I've watched... I get that. And I, I've watched specifically anime for this show. It's it's all very fun. Eh, much of it is very fun. I have thoughts about Rain the Conqueror that are, that are less than positive much of the time. Oh. I've been told I should really watch it. You should really watch it. You specifically should really watch it. I I know. <laughs> People have been telling me this for like four years. <laughs> and I started it watching intersects. it and I'm like, I don't know enough about platonic solids to start watching this anime. You know, I don't think the writers did either is the thing. So you <laughs> might be fine. I, uh, the thing you should watch is just a Neoplatonic rather than Platonic Solids. Uh, although Platonic Solids are great, um, and there's so many solids more than Platonic Solids, which makes it feel like hidden knowledge when I talk about the the great, the solid dodecahedron or something. So that, that's fun. Um, I know knowledge that would make Plato upset, uh, and that's that makes me feel a, a warm glow in my heart. <laughs> I mean, you also know things that would make Pythagoras murder you. Yeah, but that's that's ba- almost every bit of knowledge I know about mathematics would make Pythagoras murder me. Uh. 
I mean, if you have a proof that the square root of two is irrational, like yeah. you get murdered. Yeah. Like, but Plato, I think, is so more reasonable. Learn your proofs, like, guys. Accept things, but like, this is. I think I, I know like a set of knowledge that would make Plato so upset. Even beyond that, yeah, it's just it's very fun. Um, so uh, Ares is laying down in the lap of Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aphrodite and Ares together uh, famously carried on an affair in Greek myth. In the Odyssey, actually, there is a passage in which a bard tells the story of uh, their amorous affair when Hephaestus decides to catch the both of them in a golden net uh, and springs a trap that, when they're having sex, uh, traps them, and then all the other gods come in and laugh at them while they're stuck in the middle of the room having sex, can't get out. Uh, all the gods point and laugh, including Hermes and Apollo. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant. It's it just almost great. it feels almost like uh, Perry and Madame, but like that's not what happens. <laughs> Everyone didn't point and laugh at that one. Now the, yeah. they the point into daydream event. Everyone did gather and laugh at that one. Yeah, they weren't laughing. <laughs> Okay, Faust, Faust and Madame was were laughing. laughing. Uh, Madame Madame was laughing. Definitely, there were people who were laughing. Uh, Dominic was laughing. Like that's true. Almost the appropriate response, because like it's such. I talked about this before. Wasn't it just my favorite chapter? Because it just it's it's in a microcosm. What's happening in the broader world, right? It's like these people should be dealing with the world crisis, but instead are doing drama, and like. Um, Minecraft should be going to help Bridger, but isn't. He's just here doing this much less important thing. Uh, Not even doing much in that thing. He's just hanging around, really. He's just hanging around to be Jehovah's emotional support dog. Like, Jehovah can He's got two other dogs there. (laughs) Two other dogs there. You're fine, Minecraft. Martin and Dominic are there. Jed Jed would tell you to go if Jed knew it was happening. Very obviously. I think it's really hard to say what Jed would tell people to do. Jehovah, damn it. <laughs> Catch yourself like talking like a cousin. No, it's, see, but um, Epicuro. Uh, this is such like an accomplishment of all of Epicuro's goals tied up in like Bridger. That like um, the idea that Jehovah would not take the chance to talk to God and make sure God's like, okay. It's like incredible. Like why would they, why would Jehovah not do that? Uh, whatever, whatever reason he wouldn't have done it, it would have been a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, so the cars are back. Something the I want to talk back. about. Okay. Uh, yep. Cars are back. Sniper can now see the baby. Yeah, the, and the that's the thing. He's gonna carry the next one. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, we had this whole great. thing in the first. I'm gonna unpack that in a second. Uh, in the first book, we have this whole extended thing about Sniper and Occam being rivals mm-hmm. and competing for the hand of Leslie mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Seemingly now we have the implication that Sniper is going to carry Occam's child, which raises some questions as to whether or not that competition was accurately described by Mycroft. If perhaps there was 
not something else going on. Like, we know after that that there was also the OS competition, who's going to be OS, and Occam wins. Um, but now I guess we know they're a thruple, or... Hang on. That's the question you think it raises? No, Liam thinks that maybe if if uh, Sniper had won, Occam would not have a womb. I mean, also, that's possible. No. What? That's a that's a wild guess to make. We know from Faust's own lips that there's more ways to make a baby than the customary dick up vagina. Okay, so what okay. what what is it you're worried about then? I don't know what you're. My what I'm concerned about is that we apparently now have an OS Bosch. Mm-hmm. That has been infested with Madame's incest obsession. What? Sniper oh, and Occam so are siblings. They're bossibs. They're bossibs. No, no, they're sibling siblings. No, they aren't. They have different they last names. That's names. Leslie. Leslie is the addition. No, they have different last names. You can be bossibs without being siblings. So, like. Faust and Madame, people argue about this, but very, I think it's pretty clear. They are actually siblings. Like, they have the same parents. Um, at least, like, share at least one parent. Um, whereas, um... Like, um, Jun Su Hyung on Kosala is not actually the child of, like, biologically speaking, of either Vivian or Briar. Yeah. They are the product of a Korean threesome uh, in that Bosch. Mm-hmm. We don't know any of those other Koreans or how they did that, uh, but we know that that's a thing. Well, you can just gene edit wherever you want. That part seems pretty simple, Frank. Sure. Yeah. But we know that Ba-kid, Ba-sib relationships are not as quite the same thing as incest, but we all kind of think of it as incest from our perspective, because obviously. Do I don't think of it as incest? I also okay, but think that what's... normally it isn't, but in this case it should be. Well, actually, it's is that true? the eternal... I guess I do, because I consider those medieval villages to be incest, so yeah. Yeah, it's incest. And the entire country of Iceland. Yeah, they have an app now, so if you have a one-night stand, you can tell whether you're related or not. You make it sound like they only check the app in retrospect. <laughs> I don't know how they use the app. I know that it's possible to check, and I know they use one-night stands. And maybe they use it before they use it after. The morning Boy, after you know, check. Would you... Because I can't... Hmm. No, I guess you should check before. If you're ever going to want to know, you should find out first. Well, suppose you want to know if we told you want a continued relationship. It could be not awkward to have a one night stand with your cousin, but very awkward if you then go to like introduce each other to your parents and realize you have like you just are related directly. Yeah, I think I agree. You're I, I think you're right. If you're they're trying to optimize for less awkwardness and not for like, I don't know, the actual act of cousin incest. Well, you're already you're already Icelandic, right? So what can you do? <laughs> That's the clip of the day. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to top that one. Uh, we get Cornell back. I'm hoping that happens in the next chapter. I'd like to hear what Cornell has to think about all this Mycroft bullshit. 
<laughs> what do you mean I'm Patroclus? I thought I was Agamemnon! <laughs> did he, t- he did, strictly speaking, take something from Achilles. I think he maybe, I think maybe he knew he was Patroclus and knew a little bit what he was doing. Um, okay, so talking about the, um, the Achilles, uh, and the Achilles murdering the, doing the fire things, um, we find out there are two million total deaths in the war. 1.8 million deaths over 500 some odd days. So, like... It's really impressive. It's really impressive, but what it means is that, like, if Achilles, um... Only fired every half hour for half, like they supposedly distracted Achilles for half, then every half of every day, and then he fired every half hour and killed a hundred people per um, shot, which I think is like a really small number relative to like the actual power of a shot. Uh, what that means is that Achilles did a quarter of all deaths in the war. I believe that, but let's stop and think for a moment. 1.8 million deaths over almost two years, which is a number that, like, the characters themselves have trouble believing it. Mycroft thinks, oh, that must have just been the Trunk War at a certain point, after feeling really glad that that was that, and then is corrected and, you know, recognizes that, no, all human beings are small authors. That's the total number of deaths overall. Possibly inflated, actually. Yeah. Tully mentions uh, that their estimate might be too high. Um... 1.8 million deaths, that's uh, 3,500 deaths a day. Mm-hmm. World War One has about 6,000 deaths of soldiers a day. Mm-hmm. World War Two, it's difficult to say because which particular conflicts you count as part of World War Two, and when you count the start date of World War Two are both mm-hmm. controversial questions. But if you start from the date of the German invasion of Poland and count... Both, you know, all three major theaters. It's like twenty-seven thousand a day, mm-hmm. and uh, like eighty some odd million deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, this is crazy. This is an insanely small number of deaths, considering what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. World War One had like defined fronts and battlefields and lines and whatnot, and World War Two is more complicated because of the much more elaborate naval side of things and the Eastern Front, and a couple of other things. But, like, even with, you know, bombing of various cities, it's still pretty clear there are straightforward fronts. Mm -hmm. This is civil war everywhere that has a city. In a world with a population of 10 billion people. This is a war that saw space lasers fired from a god mech and cities vaporized by exploding cars. Yeah. Like, we find out Bari gets half-vaporized. Uh, the current population of Bari is about 300,000. Assuming, you know, about half die, that's 150,000 out of 1.8 million of total well, deaths. The question is, who counts? Because they can't be, can't be... They don't count old age deaths. Do they count accident deaths? Or are they talking about, like... Casualties in offensive wars, and then also, like, even no matter what the, what happens here, what this number also implies is that, like, 
what must be vast amounts of the world must have been like enslaved, right? That's the only way you can do that or get around this. Like they must have been taken with the with the uh, we we saw peace wash, yeah. peace wash uh, being used in multiple theaters as a method to take control of various populations as population control. Um, yep. And like it makes sense that you would want these people to be um, labor instead of dead. Um, is that what happened? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's even well, like, then. Tully it's like a specifically lot. mentions peace, peace wash in the camps. Uh, mm. All of these various efforts of all of these various different groups of people and people trying to make the war short, trying to make the deaths in the war uh, as few as possible. And the feeling that is supposed to be given here is one of human achievement, even in the midst of doing the worst thing that humans can do to each other, causing mm-hmm. death and on this massive scale. But all of the efforts of Gordian, all the efforts of Utopia, all of the things done by Red Crystal, all of the things done by every group trying to come and make a peace that actually works, all of those things succeeded. And all of those things achieved where Perry and Thisbe trying to make the war worse ultimately failed in some important respect. Which also, Thisbe caused a lot of massacres. <laughs> this thing must I feel also like those be, add up over yeah, time. Must have been also responsible for like another quarter of all the deaths. <laughs> Personally responsible. How it's, many it's, people live on in Luna City? I uh, don't... We get a number at some point, but I don't remember what it is. I think it's supposed to be like 10 million yeah. on the moon total. So that one event... Would have been a pretty not substantial dent. Yeah. Like any lots of events in this book that they just barely prevented would have like quadrupled yeah. the death counts. Singularly. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, Atlantis got destroyed. Bari got half destroyed. All of the cities that Achilles struck with a pinpoint ansel breaker. All of the naval combat. Like, the battle for the Almagest has a lot of ships go down. Mm-hmm. Which each have hundreds or thousands of people on them. And then there's the second must... battle for the Almagest. And what... then there's the invasion of Alexandria, where more ships get fucked up. It must be the case that, like, there's a decent chance that, like, just by the numbers, because I'll, uh, uh, like, depending on the relative numbers, she probably contributed plus or minus 10 to 30% to the death count. Like, what is up with that? Like, And also Cornell, similarly, like, mm-hmm. the Masonic efforts to make sure that every city has enough food at the beginning of the war. That wasn't Mason. Like, Mason. That was the cousins. That was the Masons. The Masons would over the roads, not the food. I think uh, they, I think Achilles a, also told them to do food. Yeah, it's unclear who Achilles told to do food in that initial conversation, but later we get references to the cousins doing it, and no references to the Masons doing it. I think we get a reference to the Masons doing it. Okay. Uh, point being, all of these different groups. Like, must have had insane levels of success, and also all of these cities falling and being destroyed, like, must have had just insanely low casualties. Well, most cities didn't, we didn't get any sort of, like, really major city falls uh, until we get Europe and then Casablanca. The war starts with a city exploding! Okay, beyond that. Atlantis strike must have been, what, at least (laughs) 100,000 people, right? Yeah, probably. But like, and in terms of like whole... against the army, right? That's what I'm talking about. Sorry, go on. Well, and then there's the whole aspect of our pers- 
tiring guns. Big, <laughs> not in Atlantis. Big deal. But yeah, go on. Uh, not in Atlantis and not on the moon, but the tiring guns must have really helped. I'd love to find out what percent of people wound up peace washed by the end of this. Yeah, right. And do they but get also, out of it, or are there just permanent servicers now? <laughs> it lasts for under the order of years. It's mentioned. But it's, the it's the like peace wash lasts, but the, the cultural custom can maybe stop now that the war is over. Uh, but also, like, even just think about the way the peace wash actually works. If you pick up a gun and you're peace washed, everyone has to kill you. Mm-hmm. So I guess people just didn't do that. People just didn't pick up guns. <laughs> Good on them, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it then stop works. and think about, like, think of how many of the characters from, like, the Dramatis Personae of Book 2 die in the course of this book. And compare that to the obscenely low number of people who die total. Like, apparently this is a war mostly comprised of the deaths of important people. <laughs> That does make the, like given the OS right. That does make sense though. Also, given the Iliad, like the deaths that are actually recorded in the Iliad are pretty much only deaths of like warlords, not individual tiny guys. Well, uh, like, in the Iliad, only, we assume other people you know, are dying, but like here, yes. I guess like the constraint is important people have to die, but no one else really does. But like, let me yeah. grab, uh, let me grab like the. Let's say the the will to battle, uh, seven ten list. Oh no! Let's, the seven ten list for the will to battle. Cornell is well, dead. Yeah. Zhao Lu is sentenced to die. Mm-hmm. Briar died but came back. Mm-hmm. Cookie died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ganymede died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joyce Faustar Way died. Mm-hmm. Saladin died but it's weird. Just died. Died but weird, and then just got that killed. There's no Dominic way is now rendered into a dog. Mm-hmm. Ondo is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Madame. What's great is that Madame I mentioned. That yeah. My predictions for deaths, which were always higher than yours. One, uh, Fisbee's even though, dead. Even though the death count is obscenely low, I think it's like a billion. Achilles is dead. Patroclus is dead. The entire suite of toy soldiers is dead, though most of them didn't die in the course of the war. Like, mm-hmm. Casimir Perry is dead, mm-hmm. who's listed in well, the in memoriam section as if he's already dead. Mm-hmm. But he died again. He died again. And we have we'll to double count that Casimir death. Perry. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised so many characters that are important died. I thought that lots of unimportant people would die, and that important people would uh, be captured alive and then ransomed, which sort of happened, uh, but the king not Spain. as much as I thought. <laughs> I am proven right, despite myself. This is what I what I take from this. It it really strains credulity, but also the unbelievableness of it is kind of also the point. Like, yeah. you have this moment of great, almost humanist achievement. We have had this terrible, terrible thing, and we still kept it from being the worst thing it could possibly be, even though we all had antimatter bombs flying over our heads. And you think about Mm -hmm. maybe unreliability in the narration here. Mm -hmm. One of the things you start having to wonder is, 
how much of the reports of how terrible the war is were manipulations and exaggerations through the Passadon network for, like, the first half of the book? Um, like, the whole Rhine uh... were explosion? Like, how much of that, how bad was that really? You know, that makes a lot of sense. Especially because we find out later that Romanova was, like, the worst place to be in the world. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't that bad. Well, we, we left Until it just Ganymede before it got... exploded. Yeah, it wasn't, we left it just before it became, like, really, really bad. We saw, like, a... A lot of this war ends up being... Like, there's lots of, like, moments where, like, people say, and therefore peace fell, or war started, or whatever. But, like, so much of this is, like, about that long liminal spaces in, in a war, in a peace, right? Uh, yeah. Mycroft says peace falls now because an important particular battle was won. Uh, and also people see the trackers end. But, like, for most people, they stopped fighting already. Um, like, ages yeah. ago. <laughs> or, like, uh, with the war starting, right? Atlantis... Uh, Minecraft says the war starts immediately after the Seven Days. Uh, another place you could start it is with Atlantis. Um, yeah. But, like, even after Atlantis, you get, like, weeks of weeks more of riots, similar to the time before, before we get the slide to actual armies. Um, and, like, even as, say, navies are starting to move out, or there's the battle at Cielo de Pajaros, people are still negotiating and talking, even as they're planning to advance and make their attacks. Like, there's that whole section with the Mitsubishi fleet about to head mm -hmm. to Australia, and it's like, oh my god, we have to figure things out so that there's not a massacre in Australia because mm -hmm. of the Mitsubishi, and everybody scrambles and makes plans, and everybody gets together, and they avoid a major conflict and have it go relatively smoothly and clearly. But, like, if that didn't work... What it makes me want to do... So I'm still planning out my... my Crusader Kings 3 mod for Derek Nada. It's, it's waiting for me to get a better computer so I can actually, like, play whatever I... whatever I make. Um, but now I want to include a death count. And this must be, like, the optimal death count, so I want to, like, note wherever somebody, like, in this... Because it's, like, so easy for, like, a particular character to mess up in it, I feel like, and actually cause, like, 100,000 deaths, inflating the death count by, like, 10%. <laughs> That's, like, a lot, right? And then also I wonder if Johnny's game is a death count. Oh, yeah, we can almost hear about that now. We can almost... I will hear about it as soon as I f learn about the, um, the last chapter. I want to see those rules. Oh my god, that's right, because we're yeah. we'll read the chapter soon. Yeah. On older no, It's a long chapter. The week. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's a it's long, long and you're gonna want to take notes. Like a lot of notes. That's fine. I love notes. I'm gonna read it like seven times, and we're gonna have a bizarre conversation like it, like usual. Return to the early days of this book. Um You know what else is weird? Trackers beep. Like, not in your ear. They just make a ringtone-style noise. You can hear someone else's tracker going off, yeah. 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 That sounds super annoying. I'm shocked they don't have vibration. Or even just an in-ear beeping, you know? I feel like vibration might weirdly be like... gone backwards on this. I feel like a vibration might be, like, real bad, given how close you are to the inner ear. <laughs> Instant nausea. Oh. I feel like that'd be fine. Uh, 
Also, trying to upload over a year's worth of medical data from every human being on the planet would crash the system. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm overly fond of the extent to which the priorities of who gets tracker access and car access is dealt with. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really kind of, I want to say adorable, but like, it's thought out and considered of mm -hmm. all the different groups that would need these various things. Uh, mm -hmm. when everybody wants those things now. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, people with disability access who can't uh, do text, people who uh, are terminal patients who would like uh, people by their sides before they die uh, mm -hmm. are prioritized. Young children who can't deal uh, mm -hmm. or the advocates of people in any of those positions. Uh, Man, all of them get. imagine trying to be a child in this world. Like you'll half your parents, a four-year-old, a four-year-old, just gone for like more than a year. If you got unlucky, maybe you got stuck at like kindergarten or something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not great. Yeah, and then like some kindergarten teacher has to like lead a pack of four-year-olds through a global war. Oh God! And those four-year-olds <sighs> can build nukes. Teacher. Those four-year-olds can build nukes. If they get a temper tantrum, you don't. It's it's really bad. You have to stop them from having a temper tantrum. <laughs> I want my mommy. Your mommy's on the enemy side. <laughs> but like, really, that's something that can happen. She went with Malay instead of Dugong. Sorry, they went instead of D Malay instead of Dugong. <laughs> that is because, like, all these Mitsubishi factions just sort of split up. They had people have ties to multiple factions. Unless you're, unless you're like a higher person, right? Who you join, uh, who knows? Yeah. It's the basis on local That's one of the things they talk about is like the Mitsubishi are going to tear themselves apart when they realize who joined which factions. <laughs> so yeah, the long silences are over. People can, will be able to take cars again once they recertify that all the cars are safe after they've been flying for almost two years as a it, monster death trap. It takes... 200 hours. I mean, that's incredible, right? <laughs> they can't be, like, doing those certifications by hand. There's gotta be, like, they're running an auto-diagnostic, There right? must be an auto-diagnostic, and then you can maybe have somebody on hand in case you somebody... You do have a set set. Okay, but a set set can't physically go to every car. Oh, no, I imagine that this is, like, checking the logs to see if it's flagged that it needs maintenance on anything, and not... Well, like... Checking if there's any weird, any sort of consistent weird things happening over the logs. Like, uh, yeah. The check antimatter light is on. <laughs> um, God. A fucking antimatter bomb exploded over multiple cities. Many repeatedly. times. Not that many people 1.8! 1.8 million! Is what's happening here that Terra Ignata world people are just more durable than classic humans? I think, well, that is one of the classic issues when people talk about, like, the decline in murder rates. Is like, yeah, medical technology and access to phones to get ambulances to people has skyrocketed. So the murder rate is lower, but it might not be because fewer people are getting shot or stabbed or what have you. But more people are getting to a hospital that can actually save them in time. But, like, an antimatter bomb don't care. I mean, to Maybe a certain level it does, right? Enhancements of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> The initial blast the bombing radius. of Hiroshima killed. The bombing of Hiroshima killed a hundred thousand people. 
and an antimatter bomb is worse, and they happen to be detonated over more populated cities. I'm pretty yeah, sure every antimatter bomb is not worse, actually. Uh, like, you can make a worse antimatter bomb very easily, but the specific way it's described makes me think that, like, even if the energy sides are comparable, it's a lot of it is directed, so it doesn't actually end up maybe causing... Sure, but a couple thousand. of times those cars go spinning and vaporize a city because the direction Only goes down. Only when people down, do it right. on purpose. Not all the time. Sometimes when they, like, oh, we're trying to make a car land, oh... Well, that's what I mean. Oh. That, that's in- I include that on, on purpose. Like You have to, like, be fucking with the car. Yeah. But also, like, as as that's happening, I guess that just never happened in the in the Americas or in Australia or any of the places where they didn't have good communication access. Because I guess no cities didn't get that same problem. No, they did. We we know the first the first la- the landing happened in like a no. Prince Edward Island is gone now. Oh my god, they destroyed Prince Edward Island? How many yeah, people live on Prince Edward Island? Very <laughs> Not that many. Oh, like, four. It's it's tiny. It's not... <laughs> uh, okay. It's not A worthy sacrifice, on. perhaps. <laughs> well, they, they just were trying to do the landing thing. and Because the landing thing happened when they had communication. Uh, and so, like, yeah. and a lot of other people that tried uh, and, like, Prince Edward immediately fucked it up and then people stopped trying. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Well, that's what we hope, but the war was long. The war was long, but like, you know. Okay, so anyway, like, the nu- the numbers really thousand people live on PEI. Never mind. Um, like so much of PEI PEI must have been ten percent of the death toll. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we have to count again just in case. That's so low. I have to. I'll have to ask Doctor Palmer how she got that number. You like, know? the first time I read this chapter, which, to be clear, is a good chapter, mm-hmm. uh, I was so irrationally mad about that number that, like, I could not appreciate the, like, large sections of this book for, like, a day. <laughs> the number is insane. <laughs> but I think this is going to be, like, balanced. Because if the only thing we're tracking is death, we're going to miss the fact that, like, I don't know, one out of every three persons was a slave for, like, at least eight months. Have we or considered... stuck in a hospital bed, or... Yeah. The very like, real possibility that Faust is simply lying. On two different occasions, not we Faust see doing people the numbers. use stun guns to do, like, severe medical abuse. Uh, for the sake of the war. Like, probably, like, I don't know, one out of every three hospitals was, like, a plant or something. Like, something bizarre like that. Oh, yeah. Also, That's true. the Tully and Mycroft bossibs forever. Because uh, this is all calling from Tully mm-hmm. having this exalted moment of honoring his entire family, his legacy, everything that was entrusted to him. Mm-hmm. And also the hopes of the entire world. Mm-hmm. This whole thing with Mycroft started with killing the Martys because the Martys were so dangerous. But it's the Martys' work brought to fruition that is partially responsible for saving so many lives. They should give Tully right. a peace, a, the Nobel Peace Prize. They're going to make the guy who invented POW camps and Peace Wash and... All these other 
things that are otherwise called crimes against humanity, the Nobel Prize. Look, it's you a know, land what they look at his do before. Before, they give it and then people do war crimes. But now, you already know what kind of war crimes you're in for, so you've like already maxed them out. Plus, giving the Peace Prize to no one as a gesture was dumb. He deserves it. No, they didn't Wait, give it to Nine They deserve it. I don't, I don't think, think it's I... a Nobel Prize to Nine No, like to to nobody. Yeah, Nine To the to the Temple of Peace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not Odysseus. Not, not Odysseus. <laughs> yeah, so Nine was never Odysseus. Odysseus. Wes is tired of the Odysseus puns, and that's pretty fair. <laughs> should have should have suggested a different book. Oh yeah, this is all. This is all his fault. I forgot. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is specifically his. Well, I'm quite fond of the project that is now almost finished. I don't know. I have book recommendations for later, but that's later. That's later. Uh, um, we we have so here's the the broad broad plan. We finish the book next week. Uh, then uh, rereads, rereads one for every book. Uh, and that's like four weeks. And the last week, you'll be treated to like also a, a live reading, a live silent reading by me. Um, and then we have um, the ethics bowl, the last ethics bowl being run by Johnny. And then we okay. start uh, our follow up project. Which is, of course, Too Rash Normally Advised, where we listen to and review every episode of Too Rash Too Unadvised. <laughs> so you're going to really appreciate how the end of book one audio is completely messed up and it's unlistenable. You know, I was in the city where I could have gotten that thumb drive with the audio on it, and the plague totally supplanted it in my mind, and I missed the chance. Entirely was... reasonable. I was, I swear, I'd have done editing one last time to make that be listenable for people. We can also have Not a like anything happens at the end of book one. Not <laughs> like anything happens at the end of book one. We just find out about a car assassination plan. Anyway, this chapter. Oh, there's a... Listening to the... There really isn't a lot of this chapter. It's so like actually, six pages. Fun... Fun thing, a bit of authorial commentary. In an Ask Me Anything thread at one point, someone asked Ada Palmer what was the hardest chapter of Perhaps the Stars to Write. And she wrote out fully half of the chapters of Perhaps the Stars and the reasons for every single one of them being the hardest chapter of the book, uh, which is a very Ada Palmer response. There's uh, a uh, video essay Lucy Watch, which is uh, why every Zelda game is the darkest Zelda game. And it, it, and then it just goes by one by one and says, this is the South Zelda game. Here are the reasons. Here is uh, the evidence. And then it goes to the next Zelda game. This is why this is the hardest, darkest one. Here are the reasons. But if you read this this response of Ada Palmer's, you see that, like, there's just this chain where, like, the last, like, ten chapters all in a row are all the hardest. You know, the last chapter has to tie up all the loose ends. This is the chapter where you have J.E.D.D. Mason deliver uh the the big revelation about the nature of god this is the chapter where mycroft finds out about this thing this is the chapter where mycroft finds out about this thing and you have the emotional response this is the chapter of 9a in the hospital it's just thing after thing after thing after thing 
And then this chapter is just conspicuously absent. People are like, yeah, this chapter must have been really easy, huh? <laughs> just straightforward and <laughs> quick and fun yeah. and nice uh, and good. I, I thought it was going to be, I thought there were going to be so many more things called with the final capture of Troy. It's the, it's the fucking sack of Troy, except it's nice and good. The, the ultimate crime of the ancient world, the thing that is understood as transitioning this world from a time of heroes to a time of craven men, like, simply does not happen and is not bad. Humanity has gone further. God has been nicer to us. We are better. It's hopeful. So, it's idealistic. Yeah, no, it's, it's again, the, the problem with coming to like Terra Ignata is that every chapter I just want to say that it's good. And I yeah. can't do that. Uh, it turns out they have the most... It turns out the Guardians have the most powerful computer system in the world. That's fun. Which means they could have run... So that multiple times they use the Utopian transport system to, like, run the uh, lock shell. They use the cousin system to run their prediction thing for, like, who they want to... for their plans. But they could have run it all here, but they don't because they don't have any evidence on their computers. I think it's pretty clear that they don't run it here because that would divert the most powerful computer system away from death. I guess partially true, but, like, also it's just, like... Um, the now the evidence is straightforwardly on their computer. It's all on their computer. Anyway, remind me... Um, Immediately after the sack of Troy, who comes back and ruins everything right away? Very Who's few people come back person? immediately. Most people actually get stuck for a while somewhere. Like, Menelaus gets stuck for a while, Agamemnon gets stuck for a little while, but, like, Agamemnon's back relatively quickly and gets killed by Clytemnestra. I think we've okay. Maybe that's gonna be. Uh, I'm, I'm losing. Lesser Ajax dies on the way home. Odysseus takes ten years. I think Aeneas takes like seven years, even to reach Carthage. Why do you? Uh, who who is the person who you think is the person who comes back and immediately ruins everything? I don't know. Eric. I'm trying to figure out who it might be because no, who listen, in in I the just book? Don't think. Like, oh, Casimir Perry. I just oh, don't okay. buy this whole. <laughs> The war is over thing. Like, Casimir Perry has to show up again. <laughs> but I don't know who that could be now that we've dealt with Troy. Man, if I'm ever having sex with a prostitute and gets shot in the head, I want someone like Liam there championing my imminent return at every moment. <laughs> I don't know that it would help, but okay. <laughs> Put something in the will about uh, funding my plane travel, and I will show <laughs> up and tell everyone, nah, this is fine. Give it a week, right? They'll show up again. <laughs> Fully willing. Yeah, I mean, we have this in audio, right? So mm -hmm. later, after I've detonated my public credibility i can go back and point at how this was an agreed upon thing i was gonna do and i'm not just a monster <laughs> <laughs> all right uh oh we have all the talk of the various peace falls um mm -hmm. we have the talk of 
Tolstoy's mm-hmm. Peace Fall. That's the end of the Napoleonic Wars. Um, we have Gandhi, you know, Peace. Uh, Wait, end of is Brunei, that what Brunei that is? Oh, it's a reference to Peace and uh, War and Peace. War and Peace and not Tolstoy's actual life. Um, there's also the reference to the Peace Fall of Hobbes, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to his little-known other book, Behemoth, which is about the Brit- uh, English Civil War oh. uh, more directly. So presumably has, like, an end to the war and the conflict. Uh, he was a monarchist, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you read Leviathan? I'm just checking. Maybe he... Like, we spent a lot of time in school when talking about Leviathan, insisting that maybe so, it could be Parliament that could be in charge of everything. But, like, I don't know. I, uh, There's an entire I section of the book saying that that's the worst idea. Did you read Leviathan, though? No. Okay. Please release the episode for Leviathan. You're not going to read it. We had still a deal. Time. There's still time. <laughs> uh, I assumed Hobbes was a reference to the... to, like, his life and not his work. Ah! He, he is alive during the English Civil War and does come to see a version of it end. Yeah, it, it was a big influence on him and his philosophy. Yeah. So it just ends. I think that one makes more sense. We had a discussion before about when exactly does the English Civil War end. Um, well, I think you could make a pretty, a pretty straightforward argument about how uh, Gandhi. We're still kind of working on it. In in that the fight between... uh, is he assassinated before or after partition? I don't know. During we could find out. During. Oh. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, The partition of India, by the way. Humanitarian disaster. Uh, Many dead, many dislocated. So that's fine. Tragedy all around. Ethnic cleansing. Yeah, like mutual ethnic. It's it's really bad. Um, You can see maps of. uh, like the border regions uh, in like Punjab, and it's just Muslim, Sikh, and you can ask before, and they weren't so clean. And you know, the, that yep. ethnic cleansing, it's not good. Not good. Uh, so, what else is left in this chapter? Um, Sniper calls 9A a friend. Oh. Huh. Yeah. A friend told me that uh, honor is like, or respect is like armor in a conquest. That is a line that 9A delivers uh, from Vivian, but to Sniper when they are during the interrogation. Partition was 1947 or 1948. Oh, I just had that pulled up, and then I I looked away. Instead. How many people died in partition? 200,000, 2 million. 1947. Um, yeah, partition killed more people than a worldwide fucking civil war. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. It, it's bizarre. So a member of RSS killed um, Gandhi because they were too accommodating to Pakistan during yep. the partition. Man, RSS sucks. Okay. Um, oh, I'm so mad about that one point eight million. Uh, but the number. I'm just, I'm so mad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continuing on. Um, what else have we got left in this chapter? Um. So, like, 
Tully is happy with the number, and Mycroft is also happy for a little bit, and then he gets sad about the number. Uh, I think partially to empathize with Jehovah, and partially because he wants to disagree with Tully. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, also, celebrating over the deaths of almost two million people is, like, not great. He calls uh, himself a monster for a reason. Yeah, I think it's You fun. probably don't want to be seen doing it. I'm, I would be willing to see doing it. We talk about so much about how this is a ridiculous number. Uh, if I were in that world and I had one point million death, I would like put it on a cake or something. They do have cake. We we got that confirmed. <laughs> anyway, everyone is the small authors. That's very nice of him to say. I, I thought that was obvious given like the earlier realization uh, about the uh, utopians. That, like, he calls, he says, I don't want small authors to die, and it turns out he doesn't care. I don't care. tolerate the deaths of small authors. Yeah, and then he says that he specifically doesn't care about the Utopians that much, actually. It's just because of Minecraft and whatever that they, he talks about them so much. Uh, which makes me thought, like, yeah, everyone's the small authors. Um, Is, uh, did, did I disagree with you about that at the time? I don't remember if I told that out loud, so I don't know. I don't know if it counts as a prediction, but, like... Yeah, the, I'm struggling because... I don't feel like that should be a huge surprise either, but I don't remember. Maybe I said it was just the Utopians at one point, and if I did, then I need to back that up. Uh, no, in context, the first time it comes up, it does seem like it's just the Utopians. Because Jed says, yeah, but then I do not talk to strong authors, I cannot call you one friend who does this. And then immediately we get, um, we get the Gundam. If Jehovah gave us stars, right, mm -hmm. how deterministic do we think Terra Ignata is? Like, did, did God create Gundams just so he could have one show up later? Um, like, create the fictional idea of a mech suit? Yeah. No. I don't oh, think and suits. then follow-up question. Really what was going on with Jesus? Uh, we actually get Jed's speculation as to what was going on with Jesus in book three. Yeah, it's a um, test run. We get, that's the, the speculation. If Jesus is real. Uh, which obviously is not going to be commented on for first law violations in the book. Uh, I don't know what you say, obviously. People talk about horse violations all the time in this book. <laughs> all the time. Constantly. Hmm. Speaking of crimes that we're going to have to deal with uh, after this war is over. Uh, How are we going to do war crimes? Like, what's going to happen with that? You I thought mean, you were going to be executed, and you cried out, oh god, but there wasn't a sensei or presence, so now you have to work in the mines. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is they already have the stuff to splash on them. <laughs> Jesus. Hopefully the peace wash thing winds down, we don't end up with like, a permanent underclass. The world is so comfortable with permanent underclasses, though. But, like, a th so many people have peace washed. Speaking of which, so about that servicer army <laughs> that is they're trained free. as the best fighting force in the world. 100% yeah, they're, they're free. You well, cannot be enslaved them. Who knows? Who cares? But, like, they're not servicers anymore. You cannot give a bunch of slaves guns and military training and expect them to still be slaves afterwards. I would agree with you. 
But I think that the Terra Ignata brainwashing might be so complete that the servicers feel like they all deserve it. It's peace wash for your brain. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, I think they don't. Like, it I runs that... deep in this universe. N- n- uh, Mycroft thinks they all deserve it. Nightlight doesn't really think they deserve it. Um... Mycroft thinks he deserves it. Mycroft also thinks the services deserve it. To no, a varying sure. degree. Uh, nope. He'll let you do anything to a servicer. And just He's be like, like, well, oh well. He, like, thinks it's sad when servicers are hurt, but he's like, yeah, but it's better, that happens with the services than to, like, God forbid, a member. Yeah. Mycroft isn't always a great person. This is your evidence. I mean, he was happy over two million people dying. <laughs> I'd be happy over two million people dying. Uh, I think it's really reasonable to be happy over two million people dying. In the, in this context. Yeah, in this context. What context? The context of <laughs> uh, war. <laughs> and a worldwide civil war uh, where every city is... Uh, where there's no distinction between civilian and combatant for like the first several months. Yeah, and like, well, that's why that that particular thing makes sense because like it was just riots for like a long time, and like the first couple military actions within a couple of like, actual military actions they have uniforms, but like before that, just a lot of riots. Something that probably really did help is. One of the things we learn about the ways people distribute themselves now, and it makes sense given the cars, is that a lot of people have houses that are, like, on a nice bay and not in the middle of a city because they can just go wherever they want to at whatever Mm. speed that they want to. So Mm. probably many people just were not in rioting range. Mm -hmm. But also plenty of people got stranded in random locations. Like, half the world's population isn't at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, five billion people are somewhere other than their home city. Could be a friend's house. Oh, yeah, definitely. But we, we know, but we know, yeah, sometimes it's a friend's like, house. We a know lot a lot of, of stuff them. doesn't need a city. A lot of things, but we know a lot of people, um, so we know, like, two things. First, that uh, a lot of people will shelter specifically by their cousins in sort of, like, these large things. It's, like, specifically the source of a lot of Kosala's clout early on in the book. Like, like a lot of people were in cities, received, like, jobs. Yeah. And then also it's implied that, like, the Terra Ignato world is actually weirdly urbanized, even given the fact that you, people, there's a lot of accommodations for people who want to live in rural places. Yeah. Uh, because we have things like um, uh, Silo de Pajaros, which is a city for people who don't like cities. Yep. Like, essentially a, a collection of, of, of houses on a bay. Speaking of uh, the cousins' uh, actions with the people being everywhere... Other thing that keeps the death toll town, all the crazy violent people being in concentration camps. Yeah. Man, I bet, like, maybe, like, another 1% of all deaths are just people committing to them in the concentration camps. But they're so happy there. They can do farm labor. But, like, even then, right? You, <laughs> these are the people who are most likely to do murders. <laughs> no, all together. <laughs> I, I gotta hope they're, like, oh, we're gonna put people on different sides in different 
areas because otherwise that would just that would be so much worse right it would be so much worse it would they'd be they'd be doing prison riot pogroms but some people you'd have to break up right because like if you put too many masons together they're just gonna team up and do nothing but attempt to break out it turns out that's right so you need like masons to to put the masons up among like i don't know not the mitsubishi that'd be a bad idea um europeans i guess um I think the Mitsubishi would be fine because they're on information lockdown, so they don't know about the no, war they'll, stuff. They'll they'll find a way to make like to make the the farming land allocation into like a land um a land redistribution. Oh, thing, that's and true. Like kill each other. You gotta yeah. split up the Mitsubishi. And the Masons. Uh Yeah. Like, even if it's like the rest even of them they... would probably be okay. Like, not saying that the Mitsubishi would, like, try to take the land. I'm saying, like, the Masons would, like, make it about, what? why do you have one more slot than us? It's because you want to take the land and, like, murder us. Oh, so I see. Oh, speaking You're just of... saying the Masons are all racists. Uh, and now I'm on board. I thought you were making a completely different claim. Um, no, you need to split up the Mitsubishi from other Mitsubishi. Because they they're doing farm work. You can't give two Mitsubishi a farm. <laughs> Speaking of the Mitsubishi and the Utopians, mm-hmm. is this war gonna be enough to stop that other, to make that later war between the Mitsubishi and the Utopians over Mars not destroy humanity? Fully, it might not happen now. What's your I logic? also think I think it is plenty. They've had such uh, a great trial run. The people who want Mars are the Malai, and Malai might just up and join Utopia now. Huh. Even if that doesn't happen, and we end up in the Marty War, it turns out we can do full-scale all-Earth war and kill almost no one, right? Yeah. All yeah. of the tricks we learned worked perfectly. Yeah. We're all primed and ready to do it. Yeah, but in another three hundred years, will we still have all the will all the same tricks work? Will we still remember them all? Yeah, of course we'll remember them all. Alive. All the people there will be alive for the next war. Mycroft will say, "Hey, Utopia, dust off those war plans you didn't tell me the rest of." <laughs> Maybe they'll have built more Gundams by then. Plus, I bet the culture operations for Mars team will like. Plan better this time. <laughs> I love that name. It's such a great name for a uh, a constellation, given what it's doing and then like what it's called. Cult operation from Mars, just so good. I wish we had gotten more about how constellations work in Utopia. So does. There's not a lot of time left. So does Doctor Palmer. <laughs> He specifically it was one of us on an AMA, and she was like, "Yeah, I couldn't include it. It's just, it's it's already too many things here." That's too bad. I should add that to my list of things to ask about then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else in this chapter? Or do we have? Uh, wait. Instead of an ending rant, do you guys want to get in any last predictions? For the end of this book. Man, there's not enough time for um, Huxley to do a crime. 
really tried to stake my claim on that one. That one just did not follow through. This is a fake out. Casimir Perry comes back. And the last 60 pages are fighting Casimir Perry. Probably not the whole... Is it about 60 pages? Okay, then I think... Probably 60 not long. the whole 60. Let's say the first 30. Uh, I'm going to be even more specific. I bet by the fourth page, Casimir Perry is back. And then up to 30 is dealing with Casimir Perry. And then the back end of the book, the last 30 pages, is like doing wrap-up stuff that you'd want in a book. But there's no way he doesn't come back. It'd be and just you like this series. To lie I guess to the question is like, who... One thing is like, there's probably going to be a new Black Law, I think. Um, there is probably going to be new hives. But the humanists specifically are going to be, like, fine. And no one's going to try to force them to split up. Um, Mitsubishi will split up. Homeland will become a hive of just all the people who like history. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, no, probably not. I was going to say, I bet we get the European Union back. Uh... Maybe. I thought it would just die. It just didn't exist for most of this one. Then it's, like, back, I guess. Maybe we just get the European Union back exactly the same as it was. <laughs> I'd love For, that. But again, but more. But more. We'll just include, we'll just separately accede Japan and China, different parts of different parts of China uh, and Korea. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, with that, I have one last request before we call it a day. I'm going to read the next okay. thing. I want you to read the title of the last chapter. Okay. <sighs> fuck you. Oh. Why? Why fuck you? It's seven surrenders, seven peace falls. Uh, yep. It's gonna be a long chapter, buddy. It's gonna be. We're gonna have. We're gonna have another chance to redo. Um. To redo the seven surrenders, but better. Now I understand your guest thing. Uh, yeah. This is fine, actually. We have still probably come up with the best way to make this work. Yeah, I think so. We're gonna do it. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. There's nothing. We can just read the rest of every other piece of text in the book now, right? Uh, well, I mean, there's the acknowledgments. End matter is listed as a separate thing, but I propose we just do it now. Acknowledgements here are some